Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Life As We Know It podcast, starring myself, Patrick Solomon, and my co-host, Jacob Hamm. This week, we're going to get in some real therapeutic topics and opinionated things through our experience and our growth, how our lives have changed over the past few weeks, and how we're handling our emotions, and what we think it takes to chase the goals that we need to chase to be successful. Where we're going is the question we'll answer. And it's just like I want to be live. Man, it's been a rough week for me. I've been putting a lot of time in, a lot of work. Um, but my self-awareness has been up. I feel like I, I set some goals for myself this week. I want to, uh, my next my 24th birthday is uh, next Friday, August 18th. Mm-hmm. And I set a goal that uh, by my 25th birthday, I want to be working by myself or for myself, I should say. By your 25th, you want to be your own boss? Correct. Mm. Um, and I feel like something that I was lacking was I, I didn't have a goal. I kept getting to a certain point of where I wanted to get to and I'd get there and I'd be like, uh, what the fuck do I do now? Yeah. So now I feel like setting myself up with a goal for a year <clears throat> has changed my perception mm-hmm. of everything. I feel like it would. I mean, if you think that the day you're born, you're, there's a timer on your life and it's always going to be going up. So one second, two seconds, three seconds, four seconds, one right. minute, an hour and a days, weeks, years. Right. And so there's always that progression of time and you can't ever stop that. So with the progression of time in your life, you also hopefully have your progression of life. And so, I know when myself, if I don't have a direction, it gets all fucked up because my life is always going. That timer never fucking stops. And every day you go without a direction and you're just wasting your timer. Right. It's almost like walking around in the woods, walking around the woods in circles, trying to figure out where the fuck you're going and how you're trying to get home. And I think that's what exactly what it did. It gave me a sense of direction. Mm -hmm. Um, I picked up another job this week. And it's a delivery job. Honestly, that's a humbling thing, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Not that is. I, not that I, not that I feel like uh, you should degrade any job if you're making money from it. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I hold myself to a certain standard. But like we've talked about before in the past, I have to take the baby steps, the steps that thing people don't want to do. Yeah. To give myself that edge, to put myself in that position, and I'm highly motivated right now. But in the process of doing so, I feel like one thing is. I've kind of been selfish In what way? with my own time, mm. but at the same time, I believe what I'm doing is right because it's making me feel better about myself. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say you're being selfish because at the end of the day, I mean, in your life, I feel like you're number one in your life. Right. You know, and we've talked about how, like how I, I how I look at my life where it's like I want to be the best brother, husband, dad, whatever the fuck it is. I want to be the best in those roles. So I know you're just trying to better yourself for, for the long run for the future. So I feel like if anybody was going to hold you back from doing what you need to do to get where you want to go, they're being selfish. And it's more more likely that they're just putting an excuse in their own mind why they're not working as, just as hard, you know? Right. And now I could see that. That's why I will never tell you like you're working too hard. Right? We've talked right. about this. Yeah, so. no, and I know you're not that person. Um and honestly I feel I feel good about myself. I feel accomplished. A lot of negative thoughts that I feel like I go through during the day have been extinguished solely because I haven't given myself that downtime to think about them. Yeah. Um 
because at every hour, every minute that I'm working, I feel like I'm moving closer to something um, that psychologically wasn't there a week ago. Yeah. Um, and I really had to look inside. I had to really, really think about what I wanted to do. Um, so I'm going to try and see what happens and go from there. Um, but in the meantime, you know, it's a struggle. Yeah. Mom, you know, you have to do things that other people wouldn't do or wouldn't want to do to get ahead. There's no shortcuts. Yeah. Um, I was talking to uh, my boss. He's Chinese. And mm-hmm. he was talking to another guy that's from Poland. And they both own businesses. And they said, you know, the problem is that this generation is doesn't work nearly as hard as the last generation. Mm-hmm. He said his kids don't work nearly as hard as he did. Um, but they were born in America. So I feel like a lot of what happened was places like China or Poland or somewhere where the opportunities aren't as clear cut here in mm-hmm. America. You can accomplish anything you want if you send your mind to it here. Yeah, so I, I agree. And they came here and they said, wow, this this is an opportunity. They saw an opportunity and they grasped hold of it. Mm-hmm. And now um, I feel like if you really look like doctors, there's a lot of Indian doctors. Yeah. Jobs that take a lot of education and time, I feel like are from diff- are, are a lot of different ethnicities. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because they came here at a certain time from a war situation and they completely took away advantage of America. Yeah. Or, the, or, I mean, it's, or it's the, the American, the American dream. But yeah. I think the American dream to Americans, to people our age has kind of been expunged a little bit. And I think a lot of it has to do with our cell phones. So, to get something accomplished, like something I want to accomplish in a year, it's mm-hmm. going to take a year time to do that, mm-hmm. if not longer. It's not something I can just pick up my phone and just it happen. But a lot of other things we can do mm-hmm. with our phones takes a half a second. We are always getting that instant gratification time and time and time again. Yeah. So there's always that outlet if you're looking for an easy way out. And I feel like that's what I've been doing. And it's I'm almost rewiring my brain in a way that I have to be tough on myself and not give in to uh, the basic necessities. Yeah, you do. And I think, like, if you want to be the best at something, number one, that means you're the top dog. So when you when you are number one, you're looked at like you're, you're way above everybody else. I know I'm, I'm repeating myself now, but I'm getting somewhere with this point. It's like uh, you're not average, okay? So you're outside the norm. You are the, the best that there can be, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people want to be the best at whatever they're doing. They want to, you know, make the most out of things and be the top dog. But they don't realize, or I feel like it's kind of looked down upon when you start taking the actions of someone or like you start taking actions that the normal person, normal person wouldn't do. So it's like, Oh, you're working too hard. Oh, you're doing all this. You're doing all that. But it's like, look, if I'm trying to be number one, which is only number one, that means I have to do the actions that no one else is going to do. Because otherwise, if I do the same thing that everybody else is doing, then I'm just like everybody else. I'm not going to be number one. So it's weird how everybody wants, man, because everybody is going to want to take it, tell you to take a chill pill. Yeah. Everybody wants to tell you to take a chill pill and relax. I sat down on the couch before yeah. about an hour ago for 10 minutes. And that's the first 10 minutes, like the whole week. I really was just like, fuck, like I don't have to worry about anything for a few minutes. Just chill the fuck out. Yeah. And I didn't like it. 
I didn't like giving myself that empty space because I think what happens is I have to keep myself on a straight and narrow to a certain extent because mm-hmm. when I don't keep myself on a straight and narrow, I start making mistakes mm-hmm. that set me back. Mm-hmm. So I'm here. I'm trying to take 365 steps forward. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to take five steps forwards in five days and yeah. then take two steps back. Like I just took a step back yesterday. Right. And there's a time and place for everything. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't like, I used to just a couple months ago, if someone told me like, Hey, you need to, what the fuck? If someone told me a couple months ago, like, Hey, you need to take a vacation or Hey, you need to, you know, put in for some PTO and take some time off. You're, you're doing a little much. You're stressing yourself out and it's making your work less. And now that I've switched my mindset around, I don't even give a fuck about having vacation, dude. I don't care less if I go on vacation. I still haven't taken any PTO since I've been working. Right, dude. And I'm fine with it now. Like, but when I was in the slumps and I was beating myself up and I, when I had the mindset of you need a break, you need a break, you need a break. You're working too hard. You know, it's not your fault. You're you, the things aren't happening the way you want it to happen. That's when I wanted a vacation the most, but when I'm it, or, and I think that mindset of wanting a vacation makes me work worse, you know? Not 100%. Now that, now that I'm in the mindset where it's like, I don't give a shit about vacation because I'm fucking doing good things and I'm always just moving forward. It's like, it's, it's more pleasing to me, you know, taking a step forward than going on a vacation. Like anytime I, I can see my own progression, it's great. Like that's much better than any vacation is going to do. It's like when you go to the gym, when you first notice your gain, like your gains, right? You look in the mirror and you're like, Oh shit, man, I'm getting a little more cut up. Oh shit. My veins start to stick out a bit. You're like right there. You don't get that fucking feeling from a vacation. No, but that's, you, yeah. You want to go back. Then. Yeah. You're like, Oh, I don't mind doing fucking a shit ton of pushups. I don't mind going to the gym every day. I don't mind waking up at five in the morning, going on a run. Even though that shit sucks when I do it, when I see that uh, step being taken forward, it's like, fuck yeah, dude. I don't give a fuck. I, why do, do I need a rest day? Fuck rest days. Well, dude, I give you a perfect example. So I said next week's my birthday. We, uh, I've been talking about going skydiving and going to San Diego for my birthday, um, which I still I still do want to go to San Diego and I want to go skydiving, but I don't want to do it next week. I want to wait because right now, the, la- the last thing I need is a break. I have so much momentum rolling in my favor that in the past, once I get this momentum rolling, uh-huh. then I feel like, oh, I need to treat Same. myself. I need to do this instead of just pushing through, pushing through. And you know what? Let's see where the fuck it goes. Yeah. That's what my, my boss says. Um, always do business in the sunshine. And there's two reasons. I, well, there's a reason why he says it, but I, I kind of took it for a, d- a different reason and uh-huh. his reason. Also, the first reason, his reason is just I'll go quick on this. It's uh, do business in the sunshine, meaning you're up front. You're everybody knows what you're doing. You're no bullshit. You're just genuine. You're not doing business in the darkness. You're right. not doing shady. But I, I also look at it like do business in the sunshine, meaning when things are going good, don't slow down. Do biz, more business. When things are go great, don't be like, ah, you know what? I need to treat myself. No, fuck that. Keep going exactly the same rate. And that's when shit really starts popping off. Right, dude. Like almost the mentality of I think you mentioned it before uh, of living broke, like no matter how much money you have. Mm-hmm. The idea of living broke and wanting more and wanting more, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not saying being cheap. You know, obviously, you know, yeah, you live to whatever expenditures you can, but something like for what I'm trying to accomplish, it's like, well, do I really need to buy that steak or should I buy this chicken or you know what I'm saying or should yeah, I yeah. should I be start spend the extra time to start bringing lunch, 
to work instead of going out and getting lunch every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, a big thing that I need to do now that I need to change, and it's going to be a big test this week, something we've talked about before, is waking up in the morning oh, and go dude. to the gym. So the job that I have... <laughs> we've been talking about that since yeah, the beginning dude. of this podcast. So so the, the job... So, so the job... <laughs> That I, I got, I, I get I get done with my job. I'll go seven to four and then I have to drive about 40 minutes or so with traffic uh-huh. um, to get to the other place. I'm supposed to go there from five to nine. So you figure from, I get up around six, six thirty up until nine o'clock. I'm basically, my mind's running, working. Um, so the only time to fit a workout in there, because that's the whole thing that I can't lose. Yeah. Because then this does nothing for me mm-hmm. um, is I have to go before. Mm-hmm. I have to go before and which by the way, I just want to take a note from what you're saying. Anybody who says they don't have time for the gym, they're, they're just wrong. There's right. always time. You just, just going to make it a priority. You got to make the time. So I think that by me, I haven't, I've been trying to, and I haven't done it, but I think tomorrow I have off and then Monday is when it's going to start. I think by me really self-evaluating myself the past few days i'm building a subconscious mind that's going to allow me to get up at that time yeah and i think that's what it really starts because in the past i'm like oh i want to wake up in the morning but i don't think about it until right before i go to sleep or whatever the case may be yeah but now i'm starting to rewire it's like a half ass right i'm starting to rewire my brain where it's like you have to and if you don't then you're gonna have a bad day i thought about almost typing up a piece of paper and taping it to the front of my phone. Uh-huh. So when I get up in the morning, I can't just turn the alarm off. And it's going to be a list of reasons why, why I'm going to have a bad day if I don't get the fuck up right That's now. That's probably a good idea. That's probably not, it's not a bad deal. Dude. I, I set my alarm early every single morning and I fucking snooze. Yeah. I don't even time. remember clo- turning it off half the time. No, I do. And I rem- and it's like, it's like, a, uh, it's like, which fucking sucks because then I start my day with a defeat. I'm like, fuck, hot damn. And then I wake up like, well, another morning where I didn't make my goal. Man, what's worse pisses me off. What's worse than that is I'll set a goal to wake up in the morning mm-hmm. to go to the gym. And then I don't wake up to that alarm. And then I still wind up five or 10 minutes late to work. Then it's like, <laughs> it's like, yo, get your shit together. Bro. <laughs> yeah. Stop being a piece of shit. That's how I feel all the time. Cause I talk, you know, I talk like I'm fucking motivated and all this. And then I'm like, I don't fucking wake up by five. God damn the fucking wall. Yeah, I just feel like a hypocrite every morning. I'm like, God damn it, dude. You talk this big fucking talk and you don't wake up. Oh, I wanted to say something. No, it's kind of, we kind of went past it, but you were saying something about uh, money. Uh huh. And this kind of goes, well, I'm taking this on the full loop right now. Yeah, we were taking, talking about money. And uh, um, what I was going to say was, you know, like if you, talk to me about my goals and my ambitions it very it sounds like i'm just obsessed with money like i just all i want is money but it's really not you know um like i said i i enjoy taking this and step the steps forward i enjoy production i enjoy producing you know tangible gains not just tangible but like mental gains too like i, I just like knowing that i'm bettering myself that's that's the best thing i can yeah, I, that's what I love most in this world is seeing progress right. in my own life. Is this? I don't know. If that no, sounds, no, sounds real selfish. I, I want to see because I yeah no I I get exactly what you're saying because look in my situation up until I set this goal my job that I've been working mm-hmm. I've been fucking talking shit about it 
constantly talking shit about it. Yeah, you were. And now I'm good. And I think what really changed was I realized one that I have a pretty good job and I have to go through this Mm -hmm. in order to get to where I'm going. But every day I go to work, I may not be doing personal training, but I'm learning business and I'm learning sales and I'm gaining something. I'm I'm, 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 I'm working with people. I just, when I take the next step, Mm -hmm. I know I want it to be on my own. And I feel like what I've been doing since I've been out here is I've been wanting to take the next step and not been ready to take the Mm -hmm. next step because I didn't put anything in place to. I think what you just said is extremely important for a lot of people. Um, Because I've been there. I know what it's like. And I know a lot of people know what it's like to hate their job and hate where they're at. And, and just dread it and dread it and dread it and try to, you know, Monday comes around. I cannot wait till Friday. You know, Wednesday comes around. Is it Friday yet? There's a thank God it's fucking almost Friday. Like they just look for the weekend. It's just constantly there. And that yeah. mindset, that's it's not the job that's making it. It's that that mindset is what it is, because five months ago, I fucking didn't was not happy with my job. I was not happy. But same thing with you. It's like I, t- I did the switch where it's like you know what? Maybe it's not the job. Maybe I'm not making the best out of my situation. And if, if I look at my work or whatever I'm going to do or whatever someone else is doing, like if you're sitting there, if you're listening to this and you're like, I fucking hate my job. Think about, you know, what are you doing with your job? Like, how are you, how are you viewing it? Like really evaluate your situation because I think that's what you did. You looked at it and it's like, you know what? I don't like where I'm at, but this is not where I'm going to, this is not my end game. So I'm going to take the steps, you know, I'm going to climb the ladder. The climbing the ladder might be hard. It might be long and it might be fucking brittle and about to break. But you know, once you get to the top of the ladder and you get on the fucking roof or wherever you're at, it's fucking great up there. So that's how I kind of looked at uh, red roof where I was dragging myself up the ladder, just fucking barely pulling up. Like just because I had to, you know, I was barely moving myself up the ladder, but now I'm like, yeah, climbing the ladder is kind of hard, but the faster I climb it and the harder I work at getting the ladder, the faster I can get to the end of the ladder. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, my production is just way higher. I, I don't mind climbing the ladder anymore because I'm like, I, I see the vision. And that's where it comes back to your direction, where if you don't have the direction, you're just climbing a ladder where it's not going anywhere. You're just fucking, and you're dragging yourself against it. And so now I think we're both on the same page right. with this and we're, we want to just climb the ladder as fast as we can. Yeah, we want to. I, I want to. I want to climb the ladder as fast as I can. But every step of the way, I want to pay attention to what yeah. is being done on each step, because at some point in time, it's gonna. Everything you learn, you learn something new every day. Yeah. I don't give a fuck who you are and what you do. Even if you sit on the couch and you watch TV all fucking day, you don't even go out and interact with the world. You'll learn something. Mm-hmm. And when you learn something, take the good from it, because there is good in every yeah. situation to learn yeah. from. And I've made mistakes before in the past that I knowingly neglected to not learn from them. Mm-hmm. And it's bit me in the ass time and time again. No, I think, yeah, it's like life is pretty much what you make of it. It really is. No, it is. Don't 100%. get me wrong. Some people it's, are born in some shitty fucking scenarios. Right. But at the end of the day, life is what you make. Just like in yeah. the Marine Corps. The Marine Corps, people, some, some people in the Marines fucking hated it. But if you go back and you're like, if you made the best out of your situation, Marine Corps wasn't bad. It was a great time. You know, the times where I was like, you know, I'm going to take advantage of what's in front of me and do with it. Drink the Kool-Aid. That's what people say. If it's like, fuck drinking the Kool-Aid, just fucking swim in the Kool-Aid. You know what I mean? 
You gotta swim in that shit. Well, I think <laughs> I think I think a good thing to talk about would be well, what I lacked was a goal. Yeah. So what I had to do to obtain a goal. Because it's not something you, like, Yeah, without it's vision. Not, it's not it's something you could just magically like Oh, that's what I want to do, and I'm gonna work hard as fuck to get there. Like you, like it took me a long time to think about this. Yeah, I had a lot of ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And what really stood out to me, I said, no matter how low I was, or how high I was, ever since I've been 18 years old, the one thing that's always came back to temporarily solve my problems or medicate me was working out. Yeah, and it may not do the same thing for other people. If you if there's something in your life that you realize you well, can't you it's can't a, it's you, a passion, you can't yeah. yeah it's something you can't get away from no matter how good or how bad your situation is mm-hmm. and you could potentially see benefit in it to fucking go for it yeah and it, and it's not only that you have the passion in fitness but you also because I know you you have a passion of like helping other people better themselves mm-hmm. even though we just played footsie just now I didn't like that yeah our toes touched yeah. ah goddamn <laughs> anyways. Dude, so and, and I think we thing. both have that same thing. Like, kind of like what this podcast is like. That's what's I like up, man. helping it's, people. I like helping people, but at the same time, right now in the position I'm in, and how I up. feel, if I feel like somebody's in my way, I'm gonna fucking spark and kick them right in the chest. That's how I feel. I'm not it's, gonna let anybody pull me down or slow me down. It's either you're fucking on board or you're not. Yeah. And if you want to be on board when you get to the fucking final station, if you're still there with me. Mm-hmm. Then fucking God bless yeah. because you know what that says something. Your circle of trust, the people you have that around you, are extremely important. And I know me and you have talked about it. So for those listening, me and Pat, uh, uh, we were having a conversation. I pretty much had a goal with uh, with sales. This is a couple of weeks ago, and I was supposed to do close three deals, and I closed only one of the deals. And I came back, and I was I was upset. Even though I just made a good amount of money, I was I was upset because I didn't close all three deals and I was beating myself pretty bad. And this is before like me and Pat went got on this like motivation train lately. But uh, this is nothing to you. But the first thing you said was like, "Hey man, be happy. You got one at least, right?" And at first, when I first heard that, I was like, "You know what? He's right. I should just appreciate." getting one. And then I called my brother and he asked, Hey, did you close those three deals? And I was like, I only got one. He's like, ah, well, at least you got one, man. That's good, dude. You got one. And then I'm like, fuck dude, that's, that's not how it should be. And I started like accepting my, like it, that it was okay that I didn't meet my own goal. And it, it like put me in a mindset where it's like, no, it's, it's fine. It's okay. I didn't close three. I closed one at least. But so I had to talk with you and I was like, yo, next time something like that happens, I need you to tell me, Hey, you need to go find two more. That's the kind of people I want in my life where it's like, if I come home and I'm like, man, this fucking sucks. It's like, no, no, no. Like what, what was the first thing I told you when you said I got another job? When you you said you got another job. Yeah. When you texted me, did you take it? No, you told me you got another job and I said, and you're like, grind is full hundred percent. And I said, get it son. Yeah. And you said long-term short-term. Yeah. The vision, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, if someone in your life, like even subconsciously, yeah, dude, like so wait, listen, I, I'm going to cut you off because I want to go somewhere with this, what you're saying. Yeah. The things that you wanted me to say to you, and I have been saying to you and you've been saying back to me, it helps. It helps. But the thing is we have that kind of relationship. If you were to say that if somebody that wasn't that close to you was to talk to you and be like, say that to you, mm-hmm. you may get a little offended. Yeah. You may get a little offended because of where it's coming from. Um, 
And if you get offended because of that, it makes you think that maybe we could potentially be lacking motivating other people because we're afraid to hurt their feelings mm-hmm. in a sense. Because you, because you know what it was? What I did for you when it happened, I patted you on the back. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Instead of being like, why the fuck didn't you do better? Yeah. I didn't need a That's That is the fine line of society yeah. today, my friend. Yeah. It's it's because people always want to comfort you when you're down. But it's like, maybe not comfort, but like pick me up, you know? Like don't don't be like, it's okay with the things that you did. But it's more like, hey, man, you need to figure it out or learn from what you what happened and now get better from it. Right. That's like that's that's next time you're in that position. You should know what the fuck you did wrong. Even my mom, I told my mom I wanted to buy another house in January and she's like, well, don't move too fast. You know, you to be careful with you. I'm like, mom, I'm going to tell you this right now. You can't tell me things like that because I have a vision of where I want to be in my life. And in five years and 10 years, I have goals I have to meet. And to do that, I have to do this. So I don't need anybody telling me to slow down or take a break or be careful because I got to, I need, you know, I got to bury all those thoughts. It's the only way. I think that's a big reason that pushed me to come out here. I asked my mom, I was talking, I was kind of having a heart to heart with my mom this week. I said, I said, why do you, I said, do you remember why, why, what I used to tell you why I wanted to move out here? And she said, because, you know, you wanted to grow, you wanted to experience, you know, there was nothing going on in Jersey, stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, you're right. But what really stuck out to me was I've been out here and I haven't, I mean, I've been growing in certain aspects, but I haven't been growing in the aspects that I want to. But now it's like a light bulb went off. There's nobody here to fucking stop me besides me. Yeah. That's it. And that's how it always, it really is. It's always like right. that. Right. It's like, just sometimes if somebody's directly there, I'm not saying that my family would hold me back, but I sure I would get a lot of things like, oh, you work too much. Yeah. Nothing like against my mom. My mom obviously doesn't want me to make my dreams. Right. 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 She just, that's, it's, it's really just a, a very common thought process. It's biased. My in, mom would do the same yeah, thing. In society where it's like, you know, be happy with what you got. Be careful. Don't take too many risks. You know, slow down. Treat yourself. Life is short. You only live once. All this fucking like la la bullshit. When it's like, nah, dude, get up, fucking get it. Yeah, dude. And do what you got to do, dude. So that's because uh, at the end of the day, the world's not fucking. It's not gonna stop for anybody. <laughs> it's not, it, like Time that doesn't timer stop. doesn't stop. So this kind of ties into what I was talking about with my mom yesterday. I was kind of having a heart to heart with her, and she's like, "Can I tell you something?" I was like, "I was like, yeah." And uh, I heard her kind of get like a little teary eyed. So I was like, okay, what's she, you know, what's she about to tell me? Uh, um, and she does security at the hospital. She does a lot of patient watches and stuff like that. Yeah. And there was this guy, she works at a gym also. There was a guy that she's known for like a long time at the gym. He's only 55 years old. Um, but he was diaco- diagnosed with leukemia back in April. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he, was going through his treatment and everything was our good. And then last week on Friday, he, he wasn't feeling good. And his sister was like, Hey, you should go up to the hospital. You've been doing your, your chemo at and stuff. And you know, he's like, nah, nah, nah. And sure enough on Saturday morning, they found him like unconscious in his bathroom. So they rushed him to the hospital and stuff. Uh, and he winded up having a lot of complications this week. And, uh, my mom was, was no shit holding his hand when he he passed away. Yeah. Uh, what's t- today's on Thursday. Uh, so as she's telling me this, and I'm 
going through all this other stuff that I'm going through, uh, I was kind of feeling sorry for myself because it was the first like real stint of how much I was working and stuff. And I was telling her, uh, you know, that I was having issues with the girl I've been talking to this and that and the other thing. And she told me this story and it did something to me. I think a lot of it had to also do with like you, if you, you, you never hear your mom cry, it does something to you. Yeah. yeah, And she told me not a good time. And I was like, mom, I said, that's beautiful. I was like, that is what I exactly what I needed to hear. Mm -hmm. She said, listen, Pat. And this was right after the conversation I had after I asked her why I moved out here and stuff. Uh She said, Pat, you know, the world's yours, you know, don't take it for granted. Don't take anything for granted. Don't take any of your relationships for granted. Yeah. Appreciate everything you have and make the most of your opportunity. And, you know, I've had those conversations with my mom before, but it did something different to me. That's huge, dude. It really touched me on such a personal level, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that it happened the way that it did in sequence. And my mom is a strong woman and she, yeah, she'll always say motivating things just like I will. But when you hear depth, that's exactly what tears are is I think is depth when somebody's putting that, you know, kind of emphasis on it. And it started making me tear up and dude, it takes a lot for me to tear up. And yeah. I was just like, I was struck. Like it really touched me. I've like thinking about it right now. It's kind of giving me chills. Um, but dude, it like, it just ignited my fire more, bro. Yeah. It just was like, dude, well, you, what are you, what are you, what are you afraid of? I'm not here right now to deal with stupid bullshit yeah, right look, now. Well, like I'm that here story, to, it's like life can just, dude, I'm just ready. Yeah. I'm ready to know that when I die, whether it's a year tomorrow or 70 years from now, that I want to know that I was able to touch people the way that that guy touched my mom mm-hmm. that's huge you know yeah that's pretty big and i feel like there's a lot of people that are going to come and go in your life oh, and it's yeah. something i didn't want it's something i didn't accept for a long time because mm-hmm. you may be in a good relationship or have a good friendship with somebody mm-hmm. um but people's lives move on and i feel like i've done a lot of holding on to the past and it's prevented me from moving forward yeah and there's nothing wrong with that. That's 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 what I hate most is that people are like so afraid to pull the weeds out of their fucking lawn. Mm-hmm. It's like pull those weeds out and fucking throw that shit away. If you got something in your life that's slowing you down, fucking up your lawn, get that shit out of there. Mm-hmm. It's like like like, like life is way too short. And fuck, dude, I'm like I'm 24, <laughs> you're 23. Well, I know we're, we're talking like where you fucking know everything about life, but even this is what's helping me. And, you know, and I imagine, you know, it's the same thought process that you're in right now. And I, hopefully this can help someone else. But it's like if if you're in life and you know instantly that there's something in your mind that's holding you back or slowing you down or someone or something. No one is going to fucking get rid of it. No one cares more about your life than you do. OK, like that's maybe, your parents, do, man, maybe your parents. when we're down. At least for myself, mm-hmm. I'll make decisions based when I'm down or I'm not pursuing a goal, I'll make decisions to benefit somebody else's needs, even if it hurts me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's like, okay, I have $10 and well, that person can't eat, but I'll, so I'll give him $5 when I really, I really don't have the $5 to give that person. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would do that for certain people, but right now I feel like there's a time where I have to stick my foot in the ground and really weigh out my options. I would love to be able to open up a gym one day and produce jobs for other people. Yeah. So would I, well, not, a, well, I do want to open up a gym. Like, yeah. You know, just I like, just, well, that's what I, that's what I was thinking about was, well, if you open up a business, where does the benefit, you know, eventually you could, the business can go really well and you can make a lot of money yourself or whatever the case may be. And it can mm-hmm. be successful. But with that, the business that you're creating, you could be benefiting a lot of people. This a is another thing. Another, this is a big thing I learned from my job this week. Now, all these contractors that come in here to my job and get good prices on uh, different tile and stuff, they come there and at the end of the day, if we weren't there, it could affect how they're feeding their families. Mm-hmm. You know, And being able to create that for other people makes something bigger than yourself. Yeah. And that's how you get remembered. You do something bigger than yourself, dude. And that's, and that's what I want to do. Yeah. I don't, I was, I, I, I'd rather have hear my name get announced over a loudspeaker than have a million dollars. If that makes any sense, I'd rather be known than have a lot of money. I mean, sure. Those things come hand in hand. I'd rather. That's the thing about, that's why like when people ask me about like my goals, it always seems like it ties with money, but it's really not. Like Travis asked me the other day, he's like, what do you, like, do you just want money? Like, is, what do you, what, why do you want to be really good at sales? Why do you want to be a business guy? Like why? And I thought, I thought about it and I was like, I'll tell you why it's one, I want to be able to do whatever I want when I want. That's, that's one thing. Right. I like the freedom of money. 100%. Um, two, dude, I don't want my parents to ever work again. That's probably my second biggest dragon fire. I don't want my family to ever have a problem with money. So that's, I mean, this always goes back to money, but it's more, it's goes the freedom of, I don't want my parents to worry about, I just want them to be, live a stress-free life. I want them to be able to experience things that they've never experienced, but it, and they can't right now because money's holding them back. And I want to be able to do that for my family and my brothers and hopefully in the future, my kids, you know, and my wife, I don't, I, I want people to be able to experience their full potential of their life. And hopefully I can get there, mm-hmm. you know? So that's why I'm pushing really hard for money. But it's not really money. It's more like I just like the production of it. I like uh, yeah the production. I like the re- the reputation thing. Um, well, the reputation too. I, I'm, a yeah. big, I'm a big fan of I like if I worked podcast, if I worked so. if I worked somebody uh, with like where I worked with somebody for sales or something or like I sold them something. Yeah. I don't want to just sell somebody something. I want them. I want to sell them something, and then somebody else needs tile, and there they. I want them to snap instantly and be like, you should go see this guy. He was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I want to do that in a personal training. Yeah, nothing beats service, man. No, nothing dude, beats because, service. because you don't even got to sell anything once you build a reputation like that. Nope. People are coming in to see you because they just know you're going to do what they need you to do yeah. for them. That's, that's big in sales too. It's like once you don't have to sell and all you got to do is just close, you're fucking gold, dude. You make a lot of money that way. Damn. Every time. Every fucking time, dude. Hold on. Are you done? You gonna turn the dryer off? Yeah. Sorry, everybody. This is uh, uh, you know, a normal thing for us, right? Either someone eating food in the background, or a dryer, or a washing machine going off. One day we'll get a studio. One day. Fuck. Yo, if someone's listening right now, and they got a huge goal or dream that they're trying to get to, put in the comment. 
Let me fucking know. I want to. I want to hear about. It. I want to fucking know what's going on out there. And, you know, and share like, you know, what 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 do you do to keep yourself driven? Yeah, Yo, you're back. I'm back. Yeah, did the headphones smell? No, it's just me. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, man. Hey, do you do you want to go? Uh, do you want to go there? Um. Yeah, no. Yay, nay. I want to do it the right way. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're talking about. Oh, I don't. No, nah, no, nah, nah, Yeah, it's. If, if you guys don't How know, do you, well, if you guys don't know, me and Pat also look at this podcast like uh, like therapy. Right. It's kind of therapeutic for us to come out here and share our thoughts with each other. Um, nah, man. Yeah, I'm strung the fuck out right now. I'm not even going to lie. Not strung out on coke. So <laughs> but I'm emotionally strung out because with all these feelings of motivation and desire, it's lacked in other areas that it was before. Mm-hmm. Like love, for instance. <laughs> what? What do you say like that, dude? <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. I just uh, I feel like. Do you know when you're getting in a toxic relationship? Have you ever been in a toxic relationship? Uh, I have. I, yeah, I mean, I. When I when I get in a toxic relationship, I cut that shit out real fast. Right, right. That's like my so, longest relationship is two months because. Well, where, where would where would you say? There's a difference between a, a relationship being toxic, or if you guys are just in a fight, or you're just in a fight. Yeah, because those feelings can be very common, but I feel like the one getting in a fight could lead to something being yeah, toxic. Yeah, I think it's common trend. I. I just. Right now, I feel like I'm worrying about myself first before everybody else. Yeah. And I wasn't doing that before in the past. And since I've been doing that, I kind of feel selfish in a way. And I shouldn't feel selfish because I'm trying to accomplish something. But in the midst of being selfish, people get hurt that you see frequently or you were seeing more frequently because your time is going to something else. Yeah. Uh, I I would think the main reason of that is if this is not saying that has to do with your relationship or but I think a common trend for if, if someone, if people are getting hurt because you're focusing on yourself, it's only because they're on their ladder right beside you climbing and all of a sudden you're climbing a lot faster. And now those people that aren't climbing as fast on their ladder are just trying to bring you back down, slow you down, keep stay, stay where I'm at. If they're not moving at a hundred miles per hour, like you're moving hundred miles per hour, then they're just going to get left in the dust and that hurts and it sucks to see that happen. That's why I know like, I don't think you're being selfish at all. Like I know you've been busy a lot this week, but, and it's kind of, we haven't been doing as much on the podcast, but I don't hold it against you because I'm like, no, no, he's doing the right thing. And I have the same mindset where it's like, I'm trying to fucking get shit done. So is he, so I don't, I'm going to let him do that. You know, but if, if, um, like say we had someone here that lived in this house with us and they were just put like extremely lazy or something like that. They're probably going to get left into the dust and eventually either they're going to get upset with us because we're just always trying to move forward. And it's, you know, people don't like people don't like hearing really motivated stuff when they fucking hate their life. You right. know, they don't you like know, this. And shit. you know, it's 
So it's like either they're. It's hard to change yeah. your life when you hate your life too. Yeah. It's when, really easy. And I did it for a long time. So it's like jump on the train. Feel sorry for yourself. Yeah. It's like, so either he would have to jump on the train or get the fuck out. Right. And I think, um, when you go into that mindset that you're in, that's a lot of people are, they either, they got to get on the train because this train's taken off or not. Right. And it's like, and I think the train's been sitting there, bro. The train's been sitting there and it's finally started moving, man. And I think it's important, especially with relationships where, like, I know the girl in my dreams when that is, is she's going to be a girl that's going to be pushing me, wanting me to go faster and faster. Right. That's, that's probably she's got the same vision. Yeah. Dude, I, like I talked to a girl uh, one time and I remember the moment I knew it, the relationship wasn't going to work, which this might seem trivial it, or frivolous. What are the kind of word movies? Um, is when I said, man, I really don't want to go to the gym today. And she said, well, then just take the day off. And I was like, nope. This this isn't the goal for me because I need, I need, I need someone just like the reason why I hang out with you is because if I go, I don't want to go to the gym today. You'd be like, no, we're going right. Yeah. If you were the opposite and you're like, oh, that's that's not, then I, we probably wouldn't be as good as friends. You you know, we could be friends, but I probably, Uh, I wouldn't want you to live with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's, I mean, we're a family at the end of the day, man. You know, we're like fucking brothers. We got to be able to push each other. But we also got to be able to criticize each other and give each other that tough love, which I think we do. Well, we've gotten a lot better at it, too. Um, it's just really hard to have that kind of relationship with someone where it's like, hey, man, you need to fix your shit. Right. It's hard to do that. Right. And it's even harder when somebody says that to you to, to, be, to be like, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, right. you're you are right. Yeah. And be genuine about it. Because um, the, the first thing reaction in guilty is when someone tells me a critique. Uh-huh. I take defense. Right. Put up my walls. You want to 100%. Yeah, I put up my walls and be like, no, you're fucking wrong. What do you mean I'm wrong? I'm not fucking wrong. And Nobody likes being told Dude, I'm telling wrong, you, this bro. podcast has helped a lot of when people critique me or tell me a certain thing, I like, I try, make sure I like, I think about what I'm fucking listening to and what I'm, what I'm going to say. So. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. Wait, going back to your relationship thing. Because uh, we kind of went off on another tangent. Uh, how do you know whether it's a toxic relationship or if it's just a, a fight? I would I would say like you know common trend. I feel like logic, consistency, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, common trend and logic. You know, why am I upset? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do I have a reason to be upset? I'm not a fucking relationship guru, but th- this is just me using logic for it. Right, right, right. Do I have a ju- like a justified reason to be upset? Am I getting screwed over? No, 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 no. So it's just, what? So I'm just mad for no fucking reason? I would say that's pretty toxic. Because toxic is like... If you're mad for no reason? Yeah, yeah it's bad. I, I, but So here's the thing, though, too, and I feel like a big contribution to this is my mindset's changed. And I, like, fucking, dude, between... I worked, like, 15 hours on Thursday and 19 hours on Friday. Yeah. And then I worked another five this morning, went to the gym. We're doing a podcast right now. Yeah. And I'm still fucking ready to truck it out. I'm ready to fucking go. Yeah. But it's made me uneasy in certain aspects. I'm also going, it's a change I'm going, I'm going through a change right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going through a change with my time and that shit's stressful as fuck. And I've been, I feel like I've handled it pretty well on a personal level. Well, you're at, you're in that point where you don't want to, anything setting you back. Right. Like, this is the same shit. I, dude, I know, this is I, the same shit. Honestly, man, this is like, it's almost like deja vu. 
from when I was dude, dating. I feel like you get deja vu. No, dude. When I well, no, well, not actual deja vu, but deja vu in a sense of the scenario. Yeah. So, when I was dating Mel, well, Melanie, I was dating when I was back in New Jersey. Uh-huh. She knew I wanted to move. I met her in September. She knew that I wanted to move out to Arizona. Yeah. And she wasn't gonna keep me back. She knew that she wanted me to leave, or she wanted me to go to Arizona. Um. And she actually kind of gave me a push not even knowing she did because obviously she didn't want me to go but because i left or because i knew i was leaving mm-hmm. it allowed me to have a great relationship with her because i knew i kind of had it out yeah if i when i start getting close to somebody i try and see it all the way through but i can't because i've never really been in a relationship long enough to see it all the way through. Well, to see it all the way through pretty much means you're going to get married. Well, that's the thing, too. <laughs> right. It's like, we've talked about this. It's like you're going to date somebody. The companionship's great. I love companionship. It's good, especially with somebody that, you know, you're compatible with. But at the same time, I'm at an age where it's like, I mean, I would date somebody, but I'm not ready to be, like, in a relationship for two or three. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. This shit could work out well. It could crash and burn. I could fucking be living in California in a year. I could be living back home in a year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's well, so I many, think- and I, and, and I, and I know that's not, that shouldn't be a factor because I try and take things a day at a time. Yeah. But I'm just hungry, man. Well, I think you just need to find a girl that's just as hungry that, and then it will work. That's how I look at it. I mean, how I am right now, I don't plan on stopping how I am in five years. I don't plan on changing in 10 years. I plan on being like this for the rest of my yeah, life. Dude, I, just, I want to be moving forward. So the person I spend, want to spend the rest of my life with, you know, needs to be able to match that. Right. It's almost it's fucked up in a way, but it's, it's true. You know, no, it's almost fucked up in a way, but it's true. But it's almost like you need a, not a bro, obviously a girl. But you need some, a friend. But, but somebody that can hold you accountable without you getting upset and i feel like when you have a significant other mm-hmm. like me and you can correct each other and yeah. we can just accept it it is what it is yeah if we were gay it would be great no it wouldn't be great <laughs> <laughs> but if you're in a relationship with somebody and you that was for you matt <laughs> and you have it and you have an emotional attachment to somebody yeah i feel like when they tell you something you like if you told me one thing and a girl i was talking to told me the same, the same exact thing, thing I would react to it two completely different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Why? I, 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 why? I don't like being told. Why? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I don't know. Man. I'm the same way. I'd say there are only certain people I like respect enough to where like I appreciate their criticism. But we'll put it this way. The criticism I give on people is like things I usually know a thing or two about. Like I try not to give critiques on shit I don't know about. So like, like if a girl starts trying to tell me how to critique my job, but she doesn't have a job mm-hmm. and be like, then I'm always gonna be like, you shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, which dude, is crazy. That's, Cause maybe that's it, dude. Cause in our society, it's weird. When I've talked about this before. It's like people will critique NFL players. Never been in a pro game. People will critique paintings. Never painted a picture before. People will critique someone. Hey, I'm going to write a book. You're going to write a book. You know, that's really hard. It takes a lot of work to write a book. You know, you know anything about publishing? They never even read a book before. People love critiquing shit. That they never fucking done. So how I look at it now, it's like if someone critiques me, you want facts, bro. You want you yeah. want it to be back. That's the same way I do when somebody's trying to train me or teach me something. Sell this. No, you sell this in front of me, 
and then I'll believe you that you know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, it's like a fat, fat personal trainer trying to tell you what to do. It's like, no, dude, you're, 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 the product you're trying to sell me, you haven't even sold to yourself. Right. The product being, you know, personal trainer, you're fucking fat. I'm not going to listen to your criticism. So it's like, you know, example, nothing against my fucking mom, but like when I was telling her how I want to get in real estate and, you know, start that whole thing, um, she's like, you know, she started trying to give me advice on real estate. But in my head, I'm like, mom, you've never had a rental property. You never done that. Right. So it's like, but you it's always important to never forget that your parents are always going to be biased and want the best. Well, for I know kids. this is an example for anybody right. because no, everybody wants you. to put their two cents in, but like all the criticism I give you about fitness or stuff is, is things I've looked at, you know, uh-huh. and cause I would say I got a little experience in it. So it's like, um, that I, I wouldn't tell someone how to, I don't know, fucking critique how to build their boat. Right. Like you're not going to teach somebody how to throw a fucking football. <laughs> so it's like when someone tells me, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I, I do it wrong, dude. So I'm not going to do that. But people, people love critiquing shit. They fucking never done. So yeah, that's why for if there's a girl that's trying to tell me how to run my life, but they're not doing what I'm doing. It's like, don't tell me what to do. You don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah. I think right now I just have a big pot of emotions that, I know where I want to be going and I'm going to keep pushing in that direction. Yeah. How I look at it, you say a big pot of emotion. I think you got a big pot of fuel. And as long as you fucking aim it in the right direction, that's just going to drive you very dude, because, far. Because dude, I think something that I've disregarded and tried to avoid is feeling things for a long time, not just for other people, but opportunities and jobs uh, and relationships. I've just been like, no, no emotions. Keep them out of the game. And now to a certain extent with certain things you have to, but yeah, but like, and whenever I get sad, dude, in the past, whenever I got sad, I'm just like, eh, fuck it. Whatever's making you sad, you'll get the fuck over it tomorrow when you wake up. Yeah. And yeah, and I usually do. But the thing is that whatever made you sad is still there. You just suppress it with something else or yeah, you yeah. suppress it with another thought. So now what I'm really trying to look at is when I'm feeling a certain way, I try and really evaluate. Well, I'm looking at it. Writing down things help a lot. When you detach, does, when you... You have all these, me, especially at night, you have all these thoughts running through your head and stuff. Or I have all these thoughts running through my head. And it's like, fuck. And your emotions are just like, it's like burning rubber. I guess your brain almost. Yeah. It's the tire just keeps shredding. But then all of a sudden, you write things down. and give it the physical form. Yeah, you give it a physical form. And you detach it from your emotions. It allows you to really elaborate the situation on a logical level mm-hmm. and on a once you base something on a logical level i think your emotions follow mm-hmm. and that's it's something true. that wait, wait, you know there's, you there's doing there's power in putting things like of a tangible form like when you you can hear it and you can see it in your mind but when you actually write it and you look at it for some reason it just you can make sense of things Right. Or, or you can see that it doesn't make sense. Right. Like in your head, you're like trying to figure out whatever the scenario is, but then you write it out and you're like, now you look at it and like, I'm a fucking idiot. Like all of a sudden you look at it on the paper. You're like, Oh, it's fucking crazy. Dude, and I, I feel so me, I'm stubborn with certain things. And I think that's the biggest thing that writing has helped me with is allowed me to be less stubborn and mm-hmm. be more open-minded because I think for a long time I wanted to believe I was open-minded and I really wasn't. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, mean, I would listen to some other people's ideas or somebody would be talking to me and it'd go in, I would act like I'm listening. Uh-huh. Um, 
but I thought I knew everything. Yeah. And fucking, I don't, bro. And that's okay because there's people that know more than I do. Mm-hmm. And there's people that know more than you do. Yeah. But those are the people that we have to pay attention to because whatever they did, they got further up the ladder or they're already further up the ladder. Doesn't yeah. necessarily mean they're better. They have more experience and you can't buy experience. Well, yeah, I think it's very hard to do and I try not to, but it's like you can't compare yourself to anybody. You're you. Mm-hmm. You got your own ladder. Right. Climb that shit. Right. That's all. That's all. That's right. all well, there is. Well, you I, can't yeah. be looking at other people's ladders. Yeah. Well, I had I had uh, when I used to sell roofs. The I, I called him my sensei, Natan. He uh, well, he told me he says I'm not better at sales than you. He's like I've just been doing it longer. Mm-hmm. And it's true, because let's say you have talked to a thousand clients of your lifetime, and somebody else talked to ten thousand dollars or ten thousand clients. I'm not saying the person that talked to ten thousand clients is better, but they've been through more situations than you have yeah it's just the plain code so those are the kind of people that i like to try and go pick their brains or somebody that owns a business like yeah you got there you had to take you didn't just wake up one day and fucking have a business in front of you no you know you had to do certain things to get to where you want to be and another big thing i've been learning man is like i'm like oh fuck dude and i don't get me wrong this is not going to veer me off my goal of wanting to run my own business but I have like this perception in my head that all these people own businesses before they're 30 years old. And that's fucking complete bullshit. I realized that a lot of people go through like a phase, I would say between the ages 20 and 35 where they work a certain job. And by the time they're 35 to 40, they change careers or they change paths because they realize what the fuck they've been doing for a long time. They fucking hate. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking Damn, that's kind of scary to think about, right? Because <laughs> we're still young. It's like, damn, I would hate to be doing 35 and not like my job, right? Which all, and so many people don't like their job. So many, mm-hmm. it's fucking crazy. But dude, some people are and they just settle with that with too, it. man. You know, the thing is though, you also have to take into consideration that not everybody is made to run, to own a business. Some people are just really good at handling orders or getting told to do something. I'm not saying that if you want to run a business or whatever the case may be, whatever you want to do, you could set your mind out and you can do it. Mm-hmm. But if you have to have chiefs and you have to have Indians at the end of the day. Yeah. So there's people that go to the jobs you were saying Monday through Friday, they are banking on the holidays so they can get three days off. They can, you know, they can do yeah. this, that. And the other thing, they may hate their job, but they're content with their life outside of their job. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like, they they settle in retrospect. They settle. They That's settle. They, it's, it's settling. And when you settle, which is not like there's nothing wrong with nothing settling, wrong with but it. you have to be able to know that you're moving forward. Because if you sit in the same spot for too long, your legs fall asleep. Yeah. And I'm gonna use another analogy because I feel like I fucking love analogies. Mm. Yeah, I've been talking about ladders. I got to talk about trains. I've been talking about lawns. Fucking podcast. I got analogies up my ass. And the analogy I like. For fucking what you just said is water. That you look at, you take stagnant ass water, water that's not flowing. First shit that starts happening, moss, fungus, all kinds of nasty growth start going in. The water becomes disgusting. You can't drink it anymore. Mm-hmm. Now you look at a fucking rapid, white, rapid river. That shit's fucking clean as fuck, you know? But if you're stagnant, you're not moving, it starts growing some fucking bacteria on that shit. And that's, that's one of my biggest fears is being stagnant. I got stuck in a, and, and I've been there like two years ago when I, right after the Marine Corps and I was in that transitioning phase stagnant as fuck and I fucking turned to alcohol 
and I hated my fucking life. I fucking uh-huh. hated it. I didn't like, I'm not going to kill myself, but I was just like, I remember there was a specific night laying in bed and this is me going from, you know, being the squad leader and fucking, uh, the Marine Corps, right. meritoriously promoted and all that. I felt like I was a baller and then going out and it was like, no one gives a fuck. Nobody even knows. No who one gives a shit. Are. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, it's been five months and I've drunk. I, I keep drinking. That's all I fucking do. And I'm like, I, I wasn't taking any steps. And I looked, I was laying there and I was like, the first thing I verbally said out loud, I remember I was like, you're weak. Cause I started thinking about like all the Marines, you know, that we've had in our squad. And I was like, man, they'd be so ashamed of me. I'm not like right now. I'm not a leader. I'm just a fucking bitch. Mm -hmm. And I just said, I said, (laughs) it sounds weird, but I said you're weak out loud to myself over and over until I fell asleep. Like, and it was like four in the morning. I just could not say it It was like, you're weak, you're weak, you're weak. And then the next day I was like, done. I was like, Stop drinking as much. I was like, I'm gonna get my shit together. Dude, that's and that's when I started. Deep, um, that's when I uh, did like my first like meal prep. Mm-hmm. I was like, just cut alcohol in my life, and then I still drink now because I don't like doing things cold turkey. There's nothing wrong with drinking. Yeah, man. it's 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 balance. Yeah, right? right. It's balance. So it's like I don't let alcohol control me now, uh-huh. and I wasn't like a bad alcoholic. Well, I guess if you looked at how much alcohol I was drinking, you could probably call me an alcoholic. But uh, now it's I I have control over alcohol. It doesn't control me at all. Which is cool. Right. But it took, you know, to me being stagnant with nasty shit in my life. And I was like, why am I fucking swimming in this fucking sewage? Right. Like, I, I put myself in this fucking pool of shit. And why am I continuing to swim in it? Right. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Go Dude, into but that's, clean, that's, that's a self-awareness part, yeah. man. Because it's just as easy to get out of the shitty water for a day and then hop back in it the oh, next it day. It's hard to stay out of the shitty water for a week yeah. and then the, but, or two weeks yeah. or a month. It takes fucking time. Mm-hmm. Well, but and it's the, the longer, people around you too because yeah, people man. are pushing you into it. And some people are trying to pull you out. And that's what that's – that's what Right, dude. And you don't – and if you – and something I've dealt with, if that's you have that mindset, you have that mindset where you don't want to disappoint somebody, mm-hmm. you'll sit there and let them keep pulling you fucking back in the water. Yeah. Every fucking time. And if you're weak-minded – you'll always get pulled in by the voice that's trying to pull you in the water versus the one that's trying to pull you out of the water. Yeah. And and because the person that's trying to pull you out of the water, you think is just trying to offend you. Yeah. And I think it's important to note, like you said, you know, like not everybody is a business owner, mm-hmm. but I think it's important to say that everybody, there's chiefs and Indians, right? Mm-hmm. But I think everybody can be a chief. Everybody can be, but it's not up everybody, to everybody. Yeah. Not, not everybody, you know, opens their mind to it to be like, I want to reach my full potential, right? you know, which is so sad. Like I just know deep down I'm more than what I am today. I know in a year I'm going to be better than where I'm at today. I know that in the next year, in the next year, in the next year, I'm going to be better. And there's I I don't even understand the thought process now. I couldn't even think about what it would be like to be like, I'm okay with where I'm at right now. And I'm going to stay right here. I don't think I'll ever hit a point in my life where I'm like, I'm okay. I think I'm always going to be like, let's get better. You're always going to want more. Yeah, and it's not like, and it sounds so bad. It sounds so selfish. Like something's like, not going to be enough, but yeah. Like be happy. Like that's the thing. Like everybody was just like, no, be happy dude, with because what you even, got. No, be, well, no, no, don't get me wrong. I count my blessings every single day. Yeah, so do I. I count my motherfucking blessings, but why stay put? If you have, you are blessed with a family, a car, a roof over your head, a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're blessed with those things. But it doesn't mean you can get but more. But doesn't mean you exactly. It doesn't mean you can't get more. 
And yeah. you're blessed with those things for a reason. You're not blessed with those things so you can't move forward. Yeah. You're blessed with those things so you can move forward. Yeah. You have a support system. You have a job. You have a house. You have a car. You have the tools that will allow you to get other fucking tools. Yeah. So get them. <laughs> That's how I look. Like, you I cannot. Don't... You cannot fucking mow the lawn without a fucking lawnmower. Mm-hmm. If you take a pair of scissors out there, it's gonna take you. 12 fucking years. If you take a lawnmower, it's not going to. There's your fucking analogy. <laughs> we're, uh, we, we we're getting there, but we're about to right, right, I, I just had fucking a thought in my head. Fuck. Oh, you we were just talking about settling. Oh, my goodness. Using the tools? No, it wasn't the tools. It wasn't lawn. It wasn't rivers. It wasn't a fucking train or was a ladder. Bear? Was it a bear? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to use an analogy with a bear? <laughs> I could do that. Um, Fuck. I'm sorry, man. No, dude. It was a fucking good thought. I was, it was, I was trying to talk about something where how it sounds selfish to always want more. Oh yeah. I remember. See how I did that? I had to retrace my thoughts. Right, right, right. Um, Backtrack. You asked me a year ago and if you said define happiness, I probably would have said, cause I know I said it before. It's like, I think you're happy when you're content and I've changed my thought on that. Cause I don't think I'll ever be in content in my life. I'm happy with who I am. I'm happy with where I'm going and I'm happy where I'm going to be, but I'm not content. And I, and a lot of people, I think it's a very uh, common thought uh, for people to be like, you know, be content with what you got. And it's like, I mean, and to me, that's like saying, be happy with what you got. And it's like, I am happy with what I got, but I'm also going to be happier when I get more. Right. You know? Like, so it's like, I'll, I'll never going to be satisfied. I know I'm not, but that doesn't mean I'm not happy. So it's like when people say, all you want is more and more and more and more. When is it, when is it enough? When is, when, when are you going to have enough? And I don't have a lot, but I just know this is a thought process because I've seen, I've thought this about certain people and it's not that nothing is enough. It's just, I like growth. I like production. I like to move forward. It's right, like, dude. why would I stop moving forward? And I swear, you look at look at a lot of people, what happens right after they retire? Most of them just like six months later, dead. <laughs> like, dude, people die after they retire. But you keep going. You dude, keep it's going, good for man. the mind, man. It is good for the mind. Dude, I'll tell you what. That's it, true, though, because when I was sitting through recovering from foot surgery this past winter for three months, my mind was so fucking stagnant. Like, I knew it was coming out here, but I could not move forward with anything. It's, it, it, it's t- just, tears you apart. Yeah. Your mind is not just like mentally, but like physically, if you're in a slump in your mind, I swear it affects your body. Like your physically. Yeah. yeah. Physically. Like, I don't, I wish I was a new more no, about 100%, this. hundred percent dude. I but, was, I went through like a little depressed phase. I think we talked about this like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And when I went back to, I didn't go to work for a few days. When I went back to work. Like everybody's like, yo, you need to eat some cheeseburgers or something like, and it wasn't even like they saw, saw it in my arms. They saw it in my face, mm. you know? So when you, somebody sees it in your face, then they... Yeah, not me. I got some fat cheeks, though. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I got I got distracted. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but I yeah. Forget, I always forget that people only... Some people just listen to this shit. Yeah. And they're probably like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> nah, man. So we, we... This was... I would have to say the most therapeutic... Podcast, podcast that we've had so far another thought i wanted to say before you close this off uh-huh. and w- which which by the way we're not closing off we're just gonna end it uh-huh. uh i would like i think you could probably do the, use this as an experiment of what 
like a transition of our own minds since the beginning of this podcast to now, right? This episode 18, but just the therapy of talking with no distractions for an hour once a week. I'm telling you, dude, like the therapy that I've gotten from doing this podcast is huge. And then it's, it's even, it's becoming more uh, relevant every episode, I feel like. Maybe you agree, disagree? That- no, I agree 100%. I've also seen therapists before, so yeah. say my first rodeo. <laughs> nah, it's fucking good stuff, man. But I'm glad we had the good talk that we did. Yeah. Can we uh, get a slap pound? Oh, yeah. All right. Nice. Uh, we got, we're cutting that right there? We're cut it. All right, cool. In. Boom. That's a wrap. That was uh, episode 18 with yours truly, Patrick Solomon. Hope you guys enjoyed that um, as much as we did. That was actually, as far as therapy goes, I think, that, I think I got a lot out of that. So, again, just like always, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Like, subscribe, comment, share, you know, get this shit out there. I think it's some good stuff. Um, if you got any critiques, any criticism, write that shit out, dude. I want to hear about it. So uh, please tune in to next week. Unless you hate us, then don't. Um, then have a good day. Thanks. <laughs>